Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. This episode is brought to you by Prospect, the premier streetwear brand and sneaker boutique based in sunny San Diego, California. Home to a curated selection of classic footwear from brands like Asics, New Balance, Puma, Saucony, as well as local and globally known streetwear brands like Belief, Ellist, Rottweiler, Stussy, and more, not to mention their own Prospect label and the iconic Just a Kid from Dago collection. Sneaker and streetwear enthusiasts can experience Prospect's curated boutique through their online store, and now you, Sneaker History listeners, can get 10% off all orders from the Prospect website with the code HISTORY10. That's promo code HISTORY10 at prospectsd.com. That's P-R-S-P-C-T-S-D.com. Georgian trying to shake off starts. Oh, what a move! LeBron James with no regard for human life. Zero seconds. Bryant for the win. Iverson against Gill. The crowd on its feet. Allen for the win. The Sneaker History Podcast. What up? What up? Welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Ingvall. With my guys, Rowett and Mike, to talk some kicks. What up, what, what is up, good, what fellas? Up. Yo, How you guys doing? You know what? I'm all good, aside from Houston, Texas, trying to take out my Subaru. But other than that, I'm good, man. Well, what's going on, man? Like a Subaru, that's the Oregon State car. What are you doing down in Texas with that? <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know, just trying to keep the family safe. You know, that's, that's how we ride. But, you know, people in Houston is like the – you just mind your business. They like to drop stuff off their trucks. They like to get hooked up in the bottom of your car and tear up your radiator. So <laughs> – that's the life I'm living right now. But you know what? All's good because it was taken care of. You know, it's at the shop. Got the got the rental, so it's all good. It's just it's irritating at the moment. Car problems are just irritating when they happen. Yes, they are. But if this Very is the worst true. thing that happens to you this year, Mike, you got a good year ahead of you. Exactly. That's what I was like. I can't complain. It's just one of those momentary just glitches in the day. Yep. 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 Nick, how, how about you? Rock? What's going on in your neck of the woods? Oh, I'm great. I'm just going to ask you about yours. Now, uh, it's yet another beautiful sunny day here in Portland, Oregon. My folks are in town. They actually drove up from Missouri to Oregon because that's a drive they've always wanted to do since I moved out here. So I was happy to get them to cross that off the bucket list. So that's been pretty cool. Dope. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. I, uh, I've, I've, I've done similar drives. I drove, uh, definitely drove Oregon to Colorado a couple times, California to Colorado a couple times. Detroit to, to to California a couple times. So oh, wow, I, uh, I I I love that though. That's like that's like the best. I can't wait till I can go on another road trip. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm a I'm I got my second shot. I'm a I'm you know hey. I'm I'm twelve days twelve days away from my superpower, which I was telling Rowett before we started recording. I decided that my superpower would be communicating with all animals on the planet. That's what I want. I want to be able to communicate with every animal on the planet. 
So hey, I'll just I'll toss that I'll toss that to you guys since you know what what would your superpower be? Um, you know what? In the, the vein of talking to things, I think I want to talk to technology because I hate when crap breaks down on me. I want to know why. Like a little technopath. Like let me understand why you don't want to work for me today, Mac. Holla at your boy. <laughs> I I like that because I always felt that was the greatest X-Men story that never was written, where it's like mutants that have everyday powers. Like my power would be I should be able to identify and figure out where every lost thing in the world is. Because <laughs> I lose a lot of things and it would be just one of those things where you're like, hey man, where did I put that like home Darko Milicic jersey I referenced like 15 <laughs> episodes ago? Oh, it's behind that? And then it's like, okay, I can just walk over there and get it. From a more traditional superhero power perspective, I like the ability to slow things down because I think we've kind of always gotten caught up in the hype of like the Flash or these other quick superheroes. Mm -hmm. But I just like the fact that let me just slow everything else around me so I look fast in comparison. Okay. I like that. So is that like the Zach Morris timeout? Superhero power? Exactly. It's exactly that. (laughs) Zach Morris, the... uh, hidden marvel superhero (laughs) (laughs) oh dude it's awesome i never thought about that time out (laughs) he only did like that was the thing that bugged me where i was like okay there's like a six episode stretch where they're like this is a thing we're gonna do this once an episode and then they just just, like dropped it because i'm like okay there's a lot of other scenarios in your scholastic career mr morris where that timeout could have been very beneficial. Yep. <laughs> he lost his yep. powers, man. He got drained. He did it too many times. <laughs> he got Kapowski. Yeah. That's that Kelly Kapowski. <laughs> <He> got Kapowski. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, I was gonna say too, like Rohit, you're you're kind of a uh, normal everyday superpower, which I, I I love that idea of having like normal yeah. everyday things. But the, the problem with that superpower is that Apple's about to replace you with Apple tags now, right? Like, eventually those will just be in everything from the get-go, and we'll, we'll be able to buy <laughs> no, no, every we're, single we're, thing. We're balling on a budget, right? Like, <laughs> need batteries. Rose, I don't run on batteries. I just need food. You good? Yeah, Apple, like, we're balling. I'm the balling on a budget option because if it's Apple, that means I have to pay $300 just to get in the game. And I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, I'd just be like, okay. Huh, where's the TV remote? Oh, it's between the couches again? Okay, great. I'll do that. <laughs> good point, good point. Yeah, I'm going to call them all the time. Road, I need to find this. Yeah, where and, is and it? Like, <laughs> you can do no wrong. Like, there is a lot of power in this. But anyway, we'll save this for the Sneaker History Patreon episode of Superpowers We Want to Discuss and Own. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right, well, what, what are you guys rocking and what are you guys copping this week? Yeah, man. I uh, finished our trifecta of baby showers this weekend with the Jordan 1 CLJP in a neutral gray. I was like, you know what? Something clean. Something I could get away with uh, a party my mother's throwing wearing sneakers. So I was able to get away with it. So uh, I think I think it passed the test. It, you know, it, it was OK. And um, what I'm copping, only thing I can really think of I really want to cop right now is um, – Probably that Violtech LeBron 18 still, like still on my radar. I think it's releasing the sneakers on the fourth. fourth. And then the uh, still at Human Race, or no, sorry, Human Made Forum. That one I showed you, Nick. Yep. Still, still on my list of things. I see it kind of trickling around now in different stores. They haven't advertised it at all for some reason, but it's such a super sick shoe with that, uh, that boost midsole. So that's on my list. 
about you, Roy? Uh, for me, I because my dad didn't believe the fact that Allen Iverson and James Harden had a shoe together. I wore my question mids Iversons and Hardens. So then, hey. I played, yeah, and then I also played him that clip from our year end episode. So he got to hear my thoughts about strippers and. <laughs> That's uh, that particular shoe, what the relationship is between the two. And, then ask for, <laughs> and as for what I'm copying, did you guys see like the four pack of these Griffies that are coming out? The new Air, mm-hmm. the Nike Air Griffey Max one that's got like the gold swoosh on it. That looks pretty yeah. delightful. The sweetest swing is what it's called. Yeah, it's a couple. Like in an Air Max as well. What what else is this? Four shoes is like Air, a, Air Force oh, One. Maybe was one of yep, them. Yeah, there's an Air Force Air One that has Junior. Nice. Yep. A Vapor Max and an Air Max 90. There it is. Yeah. yeah. But the Air Force One has baseball stitching on the uh, the heel. Like yep. the red laces. I'm like, oh, all right. You kind of got me on those. Yep. That's the thing. I'm not a baseball guy, but I will always ride or die for Ken Griffey Jr. for whatever reason. And I think that's something that mm-hmm. Nick and I were kind of having this discussion about how in sports today, you need to know the characters behind your favorite sport. If for mm-hmm. no other reason, it gives you an added reason to love said sport. And I just don't know who has been as cool in that realm as Ken Griffey because to me that's the gold standard because he could make non-baseball people care about him. And maybe it was the fact that it was the cosigns, if you will. Like I think he had the Gatorade cosign. He was Nike cosign. Hell, even the Buzz Beamer Sports Illustrated for Kids cosign. Like Griffey was untouchable. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean he he's definitely one of the uh, – one of like the, I, I would say undisputed kind of faces of a sport, right? Like there's definitely ways, you mm-hmm. know, where you could argue that a, a particular player kind of carried a sport for a few years here and there. But in terms of like sneakers, Griffey is like the quintessential, like bar, right? Like this is how yeah. you're trying to get to get people drawn in, especially from a younger crowd. It was just like, he just had everybody where he was pop you know, culture. Ba- Yes. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah, man. But um so I uh I I I broke out uh something I know Mike at least has or had at one point. The uh the Pump Fury Boost. Uh I just think these are I mean, the Pump Fury is one of my favorite shoes of all time and then to throw boost cushioning just it's a no-brainer makes it that much more comfortable. So uh underrated wore those yeah, wore those today. I, I, highly recommended. I mean, it's just a good if you're if you're curious about a Pump Fury, that's a good one because they're probably not too expensive and they're really comfortable compared to like the original, you know, Pump Fury. Uh, as far as what I'm copping, I mean, I, yeah, I like the the Griffey Air Max ninety is probably my favorite out of that bunch. Um, the P Rod, uh, the what the P Rod is really really Ooh. dope to me. Um, yes, it is. I, I think that's. Pro- that. I, I, I mean, oh. it's not something that I think will. Uh, I will actually have a, a chance at getting, but I, I definitely think it's super dope. But uh, damn it, Nick! I want this shoe now too. This is a release. <laughs> I haven't seen I anything about the release date. Yeah, and, I didn't see anything about a release date. I just saw that it was you know coming. J- just 2021 is all it says. Yeah. Uh, well, I keep my eye out for it because I wanted to, I, and maybe start looking up old P rods. I'm like, stop! Don't do this to yourself. Bring it yep. really back the, in, really back in. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's that's coming out that I that I want to get. I mean, 
I keep seeing all these Hirachi colorways. I haven't had a pair of Hirachis in a long time, so I'll eventually get a pair of those. But I don't know if they if they if they break the the the, the top of the list quite yet. But they're comfy, man. Like I don't know if they re- yeah. they restructured them or something, but I can wear them all day. Yeah. Anyway, it's uh, it's it's. It's a good time. It's summertime. Oh, you know what? I also I gotta shout this one out because I'm pretty sure Travis from the Discord those free run trail 5.0s. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. Travis or if it's somebody else that posted them, but I feel like I feel like that's a Travis. That's like a, a Travis slash Dalton shoe. If you're in the Discord, <laughs> you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But that one's kind of interesting to see come back. Anytime Nike brings back a shoe that is n- like not an expected retro, I just mm-hmm. like it because it's like oh, they're actually doing something a little bit different, thinking a little outside the box. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Anyway, do we uh, do we have a review to read, Rowett? We do. We have a review on a forum and a medium that we don't necessarily give proper props to. But, hey, if it allows us to leave a review for us, I tell our listeners, please write a review here. So this one is from another member of our Discord, arguably the fifth Beatle, if you will, to our crew, Greg Taylor the greatest podcast of all time. If you're a fan of burritos, secret pizza places, M&M's, peanut M&M's, hot tamales, San Antonio Spurs, Mike, I'm looking uh, at you. Uh, <laughs> Size 8 fitted hats, the Golden Girls, Peloton, what up, Robbie, and the MCU, and the aforementioned Robbie taking his shirt off on camera, then this is the podcast for you. Sometimes I even talk about sneakers. Thank you, Nick, Mike, Robbie, and Road for over 200 episodes of Fear Bliss. Shout out to the Discord fam. Sincerely, the people's champ, a.k.a. Mr. Eyebrows himself. Greg Taylor, thank you so much. <laughs> My man. <laughs> the Brahma Bowl. No, it's just one of these things, once again, where I will turn into your, oh, uh, what is it? We call it OPEB, but any NPR affiliate, please write us a review. It helps us out. If there's any sort of incitement that I can do, would you like this cat that's on my lap? It could be yours <laughs> if you write 12 reviews for us. I'm kidding, Billy. I would never give you away. But thank you again, as always, Greg, and to all our listeners, because as we'll say one more time, like you guys keep us sane, you guys keep us healthy, you keep us happy, and that's why we want to deliver for you. Yes. Ain't that yes, the truth? Definitely. So uh, the, today's topic is, uh, is uh, I guess, potentially a little triggering. So I'm going to – it came <laughs> – it came in just hot fire into our text chain today uh, about four or five hours ago. And it came from Mike. So I'm just going to step out of the way and let Mike <laughs> I have the platform I right now. I got it. I got it. I got it. So, I, I mean, triggering is probably the, the best word for it because I have these moments of initial anger when I see things that are just really dumb and just, I think, really egregious. That may be the strong. I get my Stephen A. Smith on. Use egregious for a while, and um, it is the Nike Go Flyies. It's the most recent shoe that they've come out with to help those who can't, you know, wear a shoe normally or can't put on a shoe normally. Maybe they don't have the dexterity in their hands to tie a shoe, or maybe they just don't have the ability to do so because of some, um, you know, whatever illness or disability they may have, and they decide, hey, let's make a shoe for them, which we've seen this happen a few times before. We've gotten the Flyies Jordan 1. We've gotten the Flyies Air Max 90. Um, I want to say there was even a Flyies version of, of the Vapor Max, but I could be wrong. LeBron's, but yeah. Yeah, we got, yeah. The LeBron's were actually first. So yeah. the LeBron's were actually first. And um, they released a shoe. You know, it's been talked about, I feel like, for almost a better part of a year. They finally began releasing the shoe. And it is super limited, apparently. 
and you kind of kind of figure out where this is going. You look on StockX, you look on Go, you look on any third party resale site. The shoe, what retails for 120 bucks, if I'm not mistaken, it is selling for an average of like eight, there's 750 to 800 dollars, and I just don't, I don't get it. And again, I, it's not necessarily. I don't know who to be mad at. I can't be mad at Nike for maybe not thinking, hey, we're not going to make a ton of these because maybe there's not a ton of you know, market for them. But at the same time, why would you put them on sneakers or you know, for people to buy them in the most quote-unquote hyped setting where you know it's just a jacked-up atmosphere? And the people who are putting these on GOAT and StockX for $800, your mama raised you terrible. There, I said it. I'm, your, your family <laughs> raised you awful because there you should feel some kind of way about yourself for trying to sell something that's supposed to help someone. Like the dude, who, like someone, the male, female who can't put their shoe on wants to put a pair of Nikes on. They're sick of wearing the, you know, you know, prescribed sneakers. They they want to look fresh, but now you make them pay a premium for it. Go go slap yourself because that's, that's stupid. <laughs> Yeah, to paraphrase Stephen A. Smith, they are horrible people. And <laughs> no, it's absurd. And I think it's one of those things where our little powwow that we have before every episode, I think all three of us came to this conclusion of these are great sneakers, but I think intensively none of us are ever going to try for them unless, mm-hmm. let's say, there is truly a surplus. Because to Mike's point, all our mamas raised us very nicely, and I don't want to take this sneaker away from somebody that could actually use it and isn't trying to flex on you or trying to raise money. Now, I will say this. Maybe I'm looking at it from an eternal optimistic perspective, but if you are a reseller and you are putting these on GOAT, if you're putting them on StockX, if you're putting them wherever, that's fine. You better donate those proceeds to some sort of charity you know. benefiting that because that is the only way I could justify doing something that heinous. And I will say heinous and I will say egregious like Mike because what else can you do? Why are you trying to benefit off this? And maybe this makes us sound condescending and ableist and that's not our extent or or, or our intent. But at the same time, like this is not a shoe that's meant for general public. This is meant for people that want that sneakerhead feeling that we get a little bit too easily and maybe we've taken it for granted. So anyway, that's the end of my rant as well. Hopefully it was halfway, uh, halfway as articulate as what Mike was saying. Nick, please be the voice of reason because I I mean, honestly, I, I, I can't really because it is one of those things where, you know, like my, um, you know, my mom has uh, rheumatoid arthritis and has, has dealt with like, you know, issues with her hands and, and doesn't have full use of her, her fingers and, and, you know, tying her shoes is painful, sometimes impossible. And, you know, she's one of those people that, you know, I, I don't know that she's, you know, interested in this yet. Like, but like, you know, I showed it to her, uh, you know, when it originally came out or whatever. And I think like, it would be nice and I would have loved to have gotten her a pair, but I kind of knew they were going to be super hard to get anyway. I didn't put any effort in, didn't see them in my app even, but I, I think that it's just ridiculous. Cause it's, you know, we're in this weird time outside of sneakers too, where people are just reselling everything. And I'd like to think that people are, are, you know, are, better than what they are but i also don't think that that you know it's like the reality yeah. is like most people are 
just after money. And it's unfortunate. Um, you know, part of, part of my frustration with this whole thing is, is there is no, there's no clarity either. Um, I think that, I think that Nike could come out and say, Hey, we're going to make a ton of these. Um, and it might help a little bit, mm-hmm. but I, I, I just think that we're in this, this, you know, I don't want to be a downer, but it's a shitty time for like the reseller aspect of what's going on. And that's not a knock on people who do that kind of thing for a living or to add some extra you know, money to the, to the, the pot for themselves or for their families. I don't have any problem with that. I have a problem with this specifically because as, as you know, you guys said, we wouldn't go out and buy this shoe when it first comes out just because it's not intended for us. It's, it's intended for people who have disabilities of some sort. It's intended for people who can benefit from this kind of new creative technology that's allowing them to put shoes on without using their hands. And to think that if, if I, if I'm able to have that thought as a consumer, I would hope that you as a reseller would be able to have that thought and say, you know what, this few hundred bucks, this few thousand bucks is not worth it because there's people out there that just need it more than I do right now. And I don't expect people to have that approach all the time. I think that it's fine that you resell shoes. Like, I think that it's just a part of life right now. It's not even shoes, right? It's, it's graphics cards, it's it's (laughs) printers, it's webcams, it's like, you know, ammunition, like everything is being resold right now because Mm -hmm. of the supply and demand problems and supply chain issues that are going on in the world. But also because we had this global pandemic and shit hit the fan. And now like, everybody's like, Hey, I got to do something else. I I would, I would like to, you know, it makes me feel better to assume that, you know, let's say 50% of the people reselling stuff right now are just doing it because, Hey, they lost their jobs and they needed to make some money. Just give them the benefit of the doubt, right? For sure. But still, with all that said, this is not where you get the benefit of the doubt. When it's somebody that needs this, you know, like, think about, like, everyone has somebody in their family or their circle of friends that they know, or at least, like, you know, God, think about Kevin Bacon and the six steps that it gets, that takes to get you to somebody that needs this shoe, that can't tie their shoes, that can't that this would just make their life incredibly simple compared to what they deal with right now. And ask yourself if it's worth $500, $600, like to take that away from someone, because that's, that's where I hope people can think about this thing. And no. I'm sure that, you know, we have people that resell that listen to us. I'm sure that we have people that, you know, fall on the other side that are never reselling. And I think it's great that we have, sneakers with all of these interesting facets of what sneakers have become. I'm just really disappointed that, you know, something like this where, you know, it just, it just could have been something that, that made the world a much better place for so many people who already have a tougher time than most of us. And to be able to, you know, it's like, I want to give Nike props for making these shoes, but then that also takes away this experience and seeing all this frustration, the prices and everybody talking about it takes away from, from, you know, just us as 
the sneaker community celebrating something good happening because now it's been washed away with, you know, profits. And mm -hmm. that's super disappointing. And I, I guess I'll say like the, the, you know, to reiterate, I think it would be awesome if, if with situations like this where Nike could come out and say, look, you know, this clearly is the first shoe of the Flyies line that I think everyone went, wow, like those will be my slip-ons. Those will be my house mm -hmm. shoes. Those will be my default, like leave them at the front door. They had to have known that that was the, res the, the response to this shoe. And if they did, then they could have come out and said, you know, hey, we're going to produce a ton of these and make yeah. them available everywhere. And, you know, and I get that, like, maybe maybe that's not feasible for the business. You know, I'm I'm just kind of assuming that, that it is. But, you know, to, to not really have much of a of a of a communication, you know, I don't know, like, I hate the fact that I'm always picking on Nike, because I feel like, inevitably, we come right back to this point of like, hey, you guys are the leaders, you can do better. Like, that's where that's why I don't have that expectation. If, you know, no, no offense, but if if Asics or Reebok or New Balance or Adidas even came out with this shoe, and the same experience happened, I wouldn't be near as I wouldn't have near the expectation for them to yeah. write the situation in any way they could or deal with the situation, maybe a little bit more than you deal with just creating a product and selling a product because Nike positions themselves as you know, this for the people supporting the change, supporting all these initiatives. And then this stuff happens and you're like, do they, you know? And I, mm. I hate that because I want to just be a fan of the brand. I want to, you know, like I want to just love everything that comes out, you know, cause it's so easy for me to be like, yo, Hirachis, I want a pair. Griffies, I want a pair. Like, yeah. I mean, there's just countless stuff that, that comes out where I just get excited because of the memories and not to mention like all the technology stuff, right? Where we talk about mm -hmm. the the um what what the greater than stuff, right? The GT stuff on the yeah. basketball side. That's shit that just lights me up and makes me want to be a part of sneakers and wants makes me want to be a part of the footwear industry. And Nike brings that so many times compared to other brands. And then you hit these these moments where it's like, damn, just like come on. Like let's do let's do mm -hmm. better as as a collective. You know, how can we all do better as a collective and make this yeah. something that like, you know, whether that's a StockX or a GOAT saying, hey, we're not going to actually let these sell. Right. The same way they mm -hmm. did with Kobe's when when Kobe passed. Right. Everybody kind of pulled them down or whatever. And was like, OK, we're not going to let this get out of hand. Maybe that's what we do with with things that are intended for, you know, a, a community that's that's kind of been, you know, I don't know dismissed in a lot of ways in the footwear no, world they shouldn't even take them i mean I, I guess i can't tell someone how to run their business and i can't tell someone not to make money and profit because they for all the fees both platforms make a good amount of money off their sellers but my thing is like if i would say if we own sneaker history consignment shop or you know resale shop and wherever someone came in with those and like i'm i'm not taking those like i'm not going to break you off a bunch of money for something that I'll pay you. Oh, cool. You know what? You paid 120 bucks. I'll pay you 120 bucks for them. And I'm going to sell them for 120 bucks. Nah, I, yeah. I mean, not only that, I, if anything, I just say, no, 
if you're going to, I will only accept a shoe as a free because I'm going to give it away for free. There you go. And that it's a too. question of profit. And I know it's very holier than thou. And I try not to criticize big businesses and little businesses because, frankly, that line of work scares the shit out of me. Because if I was the one that was in charge of a lot of people eating, I don't know how I would handle it. But that being said, I would just like to know, I guess, the reasoning behind, and I'm trying to be as respectful as I am saying this, but I would like to know what was the justification of putting this on sneakers? Because that, to me, is the interesting conversation. Because I think everything that Nike said, or Nike, wow, I'm British all of a sudden, everything that Nick said, everything that Mike said, makes sense to me. But it's just one of those things where I would just want to know why sneakers? Because to the layman like I am in this case, that would just seem like Nike is chasing hype off the sneaker. And I don't think that because their track record speaks for itself when it comes to these magnanimous gestures. It's just a very puzzling time. And I think it does a lot, but most importantly, and sadly, it takes away shine from the shoe itself because this shoe was created for truly the most purest of intentions, which is inclusion. And that's something that Nike prides itself on. If you have a body, you're an athlete. That is their ethos. That is their maxim. That is their rallying cry. That is their everything. And for people to take this shoe and bastardize it, because that's what I think they're doing, it's sad and it's unfortunate. And I don't want to sound like a broken record, but this should have been one of those shoes that anybody that wants the shoe should have access to it. Yeah. And I think about putting something on sneakers like that. The Jordan 1 flyies, okay, I can kind of see that. They're like, oh, if, if anything, it would be the, the hyped product of this flyies model. Okay, I can, I can see it. I don't like it, but I can see it. But the people who want this particular shoe, I see it's very functional. It's not that it's an ugly shoe by any means, but it's very functional, very sleek, straight to the point sneaker. And... The people who I think would get the best use out of it guarantee you that seven out of ten of them have never been seen sneakers, the 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 app, because that's not what they're thinking about. I mean, uh, me, you, everyone else who's just been in this forever is like, well, we're kind of just forced into looking at this app to to go in and you know play the game of how much interaction can I put in for this the app to actually let me give them my money. But just from that that tweet that we saw earlier before we uh, as we were kind of doing our, our pre-call or, you know, before, before the, uh, the podcast is like, how can you justify saying that, Hey, the people with the most interactions with the, the product online, like just things about the product or articles and things came out with it. We want to make sure we, they got them first. I've heard videos of people and, I'm, and this is not knocking these people at all because we've all done it now because I sat on the phone with you guys when they did the, uh, like the Jason Petrie, uh, LeBron thing, just say, hey, the more you interact with it, the better chance you have of buying something. Everyone's kind of figured that out. And now that you're saying, hey, yeah, we gave it to the people that interact the most, that's the person who's just sitting there just like blindly swiping or blindly letting their phone play, just trying to make sure they can get every release or you know, whatever way. I don't know if there's even a bot for that now or whatever it is, but just someone out there doing that. You just got to change the method up for some things. Cool. I understand now. Me as an able-bodied person who can who doesn't have to deal with these extra hardships in life, I may not get the next Jordan one that releases. I may not get the next, you know, LeBron or Griffey. I deal with that. I'm upset for five seconds because guess what? That was the worst part of my day. Cool. But the person who can't tie their shoe, who's really maybe looking forward to this, maybe as a kid who 
maybe doesn't have a ton of money and has that particular disability was looking forward to the shoe because someone maybe a parent or maybe have a family member who's in the shoes like hey you know you might enjoy this this is something they're going to put out that you can you can enjoy too you can maybe get to the sneaker thing with me they couldn't get it now they have their money in their hand trying to hey please take it i'm trying to get this and now they're forced to sit and like all right uh now my next option is from 120 to 700 and again, I can't blame a it's hard to put a particular like blame on a certain individual or subset of people. Resellers are gonna be resellers. Nike is gonna do Nike things. I you just hope that a common sense and a common courtesy for things that aren't for us. Just you have to say that. It's not for us. I'm not going I don't care if the Jordan Flyees is uh 115 bucks right now and in my so I, i'm not going by it because guess what someone else may have that money and who knows if i buy that pair the next pair goes up to 300 bucks i don't need it like unless i'm going to give it away to somebody there's no reason for me to purchase that shoe and understand that they nike sends them out to like the influencers and you know people to review them i i actually respect that because they're taking time to put that product out in front of a lot of people. So people like Jock, people like Seth, who actually took time to review the shoe, I respect that because they actually put it out there because they have a lot of viewers, a lot of eyes on their channels. And people are like, oh, why would they send it to somebody who's not, you know, not handicapped? I'm like, well, it is a way to market the shoe to broader audience. So you can't get mad at people for, for advertising, but you got to get like, come on, you, you just got to you got to be better than that. And I guess that's kind of the resounding message from all of us. Is you just got to be better than that. Yeah. And just to kind of go back, like, you know, the the tweet that we saw was from Jacques Slade Cousteau on, on Twitter. Uh, it said, update on the Nike Go Flyees. The first shipment released this past week due to the due to the demand. Nike members that showed the most interest in Flyees through interactions in the app were the first to get notified. Additional pairs and colorways will be released in the future. Date is to be determined. And I, I think that, you know, not just to play devil's advocate a little bit. There are plenty of people that could use the go flyies that have disabilities, that those shoes would make their lives easier that also are into sneakers. Right. So mm -hmm. like there yeah. is some, there is, you know, it, like it sounds weird, but it's also inclusive to include that in sneakers in a, in a weird way. Right. Yeah. It allows people that that you know that maybe they do feel like they're outside of the sneaker world, and now this is a shoe that's designed specifically for them that is a part of the sneakers app, right? I don't. I'm I'm just like playing devil's advocate. I know. What you're, I know what you're saying though. It's inclusive. Like, hey, I'm not being looked at as a outsider, but I'm being included into the whole. Ooh, I'm part of sneaker culture now. I see where you're going with right. it. Yeah, but. Saying that, I think of like the Air Max 90 Flyies. That shoe has been on Nike.com for a long time. It's discounted now in certain colorways, I think. And it's weird that Nike would, would switch it up, right? It's weird that they would say, oh, this one goes to Sneakers app. This one doesn't deserve to be there, right? Because... Uh, even even if you just look aesthetically and not think about the technology or who it's designed for, the Air Max 90 Flyees looks like a, a super on-point design. For, like, 
if somebody just released that shoe and said it was a Sakai shoe or an undercover shoe or some collaboration, you would just be like, yeah, that's, oh, I mean, it would sell out. Right. But, but like, it, you know, it didn't happen that way. It's, it's not, but I just think, wow, like missed the mark on this completely in terms of like how it was brought to market. And I think that, you know, it's challenging, I'm sure for Nike or whomever to, to get products like that into the hands of right people right now, especially, but I think by putting it on sneakers, it definitely hurts the chances of those who need it most. Yep. All right. Do you mean? At the expense of not sounding like a broken record, I was going to say, I think we don't want to talk about this anymore because I think we're just going to get angrier and angrier. (laughs) Shaking my camera eventually. Yeah, where's some cloud that I want to shake? So so let's let's shift gears and wrap up uh, with some Today in Sneaker History knowledge. I'll uh, I'll, I'll, I'll throw this to you, Roet, because... You know, we we've got a we've got a lot of interesting interesting stuff. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, we talked about the P rod, the what the P rod, Cinco de Mayo. It's gonna be the the shoe is gonna really like he's already had Cinco de Mayo releases. Like, why wouldn't this? Never mind. Anyway, let's not tell you talk about you want to talk about Baby Jordan. Baby Jordan, Harold Miner, who in a sense, and I don't want to say this now that I've got it at the tip of my tongue, <laughs> would you guys say he was kind of a Linsanity-esque phenomenon way back yeah. when? Because for those that didn't know, Harold Miner was a swingman for the Miami Heat, and his claim to fame was that he was in fact Baby Jordan and he won a slam dunk contest and probably some of the most electrifying dunks we'd seen pre-Kobe Bryant in the dunk contest. And we just got to chatting and we were just all wondering, like, who are some of our favorite one hit athlete wonders, if you will? Like guys that were known for one great thing, but unfortunately their career never really panned out other than that one moment. So Harold Miner was one for me from a basketball perspective, baseball wise, because I'm trying to dip my hat or dip my toe back into those waters. I was always uh, captivated by Hideo Nomo. And his rookie season where he had the very unorthodox, almost tornado-like windup. So that was another one for me. Mike, how about you? Is there any particular athlete that may have caught your eye even though he didn't last long in the minds of others? Um, I think probably Jeremy Lin sticks out the most for me because all he – I mean his Lin sanity carried him. Those few games carried him to some pretty uh, – to some – Decent contracts, I think. So for when he left New York, he went to the Rockets. He was on our, our squad for a while. Uh, decent producer, just, just could not get that fire back. I don't know what it was. He had, like, the, the game genie on from that time Carmelo was out. And dude was just was just a phenomenon. I mean, I'm trying to think of some other players. I think I cannot remember his name, so please forgive me. It was the, uh, the gentleman who played for the G League Lakers team they called up about three seasons ago. Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. And he was just getting a balling off a 10-day contract. And yeah. I want to say he was a teacher of some kind. Andre something. I'll You guys yeah. keep talking. I'll find it. But, yeah, he because he, the game they let him, like, he played. He actually went off. I think he scored over 20 points that initial game he played. And he just never – I mean, he looked like – I think he was an older guy, like late 30s. But he got to – I love, love that because not only did he get to – 
live his dream finally, but he actually showed out on a big stage for the probably most talked about team ever. And he can go home happy. I mean, if, if he never plays a dental day in the NBA, he can say, I play for the Lakers. I dropped 20 plus points in the game. So it's probably one of my favorite one, one, one hit wonders. His name is Andre Ingram, and he had spent 10 years in the G League, so mm-hmm. good for him. And I think we all have that memory of like Chris Paul sidling up next to him and giving him that moment because it's very easy for guys that are at that high level to kind of overshadow mm-hmm. these unique circumstances. And good for Chris Paul for letting that guy have that moment to himself because Andre Ingram did something substantial and – you can't really say much more than that. I will go to Nick next, who is a walking, talking sports thesaurus. Nick, who's that? <laughs> I'm gonna rock so I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to follow suit with Mike and go with a Lakers uh, player. But I don't know if this is really a one hit wonder, but more just like one of my favorite college players with Adam Morrison. Okay. That guy okay. carried Gonzaga damn near to a title and literally left it all on the court, like killed over crying as it all came to an end. I have so much respect for that guy in terms of just playing with so much passion and emotion. Outside of basketball, I don't know like if I align with all of the uh, kind of crazy things that were were thrown at him as and and you know labeled he was labeled with, but you know it, it was like one of those things where I really thought that he would get into the league and actually have some success, and unfortunately it just didn't pan out that way at all. He just didn't amount to anything in, in the NBA. So his is a really curious case because I think he almost came five to 10 years too early because I think if we have that type of moment now, I don't think he gets lampooned as he did because hell, those are probably some of the first athlete memes we all saw was Adam Morrison crying and then hitting him on like the Titanic deck, putting him in Tiananmen square, putting him right near where that famous picture of the Vietnamese execution is. It's just like, add your favorite thing. and put Adam Morrison in. Yeah. I mean, I think the mental health thing has become knock on wood more important. And Mm -hmm. we are now okay with our young men crying because at least it shows a passion to which both of you kind of said one other one I was thinking about from a football perspective was icky woods. And that's primarily because of the icky shuffle because everybody knows. "Eh, eh, eh." (laughs) (laughs) And he was immortalized in the Geico commercial, if I remember. So, I mean, for all the young yeah. cats that are listening, we can be like, oh, that's why that guy was popular. So there you go. Icky Woods is another one. Uh, I'm trying to think from a basketball perspective. Yeah, I don't know. Like uh, Darko Milicic could have been one in a sense because yeah. he was a human victory cigar. Uh, that's the second Darko Mil- uh, Milicic mentioned. So please drink up there if you're playing that drink. <laughs> Who else? Who else? Um, yeah, it's tough because I start to go through like maybe uh, I don't know, maybe like dunk contests and yeah. think about okay, like who are the guys like uh, I don't know, Des- Desmond Mason, uh, Desmond Mason, Freddie Jones, uh, yeah, like a lot of guys that like I don't even know if they really qualify as like one hit wonders though because yeah. they were in the league and they. We're in a dunk contest, right? 
I will give credit to Harold Miner. Harold Miner played in some of the dopest shoes of that era, right? Played in the solo flight, played in the go LWP, got, got PE Jordans. I mean, you're doing something right. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And, and, rem- and remind me, Jordan was out of the league when baby Jordan had his moment, right? Because I feel that if Jordan's in the league, we're not having, Oh, Jordan was still in the league at that point. Yeah. He's in the league. Yeah. Yeah. Nine, so Michael's got uh, a P9 for talent then. So so it's it's also during during Jordan's baseball career. So right. oh, okay. I think he's he probably has a couple of games in the early years against Harold Miner. Yeah. Um probably like 93-92-93. Harold Miner might have been out of the league by 2000 or so. So I don't know if you know, I don't know if they had much much you know, overlap, overlap yeah. after, you know, MJ's baseball career, mm-hmm. but yeah. So let's see. He won the slam dunk contest twice in 93 and 95. Oh, okay. And after the 94, 95 season, he was in Cleveland, yada, yada, yada. And his last game was in 1996 against ironically, oh, wow. the Chicago Bulls where they lost by 26 points. Oh, what that's a way a, to go out. Yeah, it's yeah. a, a stamp stamp of uh that's the that's the bookend of a, a illustrious four year, five year career, right? Yeah, come come in, nicknamed Baby you. Jordan, go out losing to MJ and the Bulls by twenty six. <laughs> Full circle moments. Yes. Life comes out. You don't want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got uh, a couple other things as far as history right now. So by the time you're listening to this uh, as we said, Harold Miner's birthday. You're also going to have Alonzo Mourning hitting that game-winning shot from uh, just above the free throw line in 1993, falling down, hands up on the on the floor. Um, I think that's like uh, probably one of my favorites because that's like the the Muggsy Bogues, Larry Johnson era of the Hornets. That yeah, man, it's just it's just good. Um, as, uh, actually, you, you mentioned Chris Paul on the bench. Chris Paul's birthday is uh, the sixth, but I think the most uh, two of the most important sneaker history moments of the week: MJ hits the shot over Craig Elo on May seventh, nineteen eighty nine. I don't think you'd be listening to this podcast if you need any more explanation on that one. So I'll leave it at that. Just follow us on Instagram, and we'll for sure post that photo. But uh, also in 1995, the last game uh, or in the series against the Orlando Magic, uh, MJ debuted the Air Jordan 11s uh, way before he was supposed to. Had the 45 on the back, I believe. Yeah. I think. Tinker said, what so. you doing, man? What's <laughs> up? Like, what <laughs> yeah. you? No. Yep. So, so, you know, we're getting into getting into playoff season typically with, with basketball. So this is just a good a good time of the year for 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 history. And. You know, since you're tuned in the Sneaker History Podcast, we're just going to share that with you. So, Might um, as well. But I'll just wrap with that and toss it to you guys. Guys, can you let them know how they can find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at MadWatcher789. You can find me on YouTube at Mike Guillory. And guys, on May 11th, make sure you guys find me because I need those uh, Miami Night LeBron 8 retros. So okay, I got you. boy. <laughs> 
you have my shield. Uh, and more importantly, you have my friendship on those social media platforms where I'm at Rohizi on Twitter and on Instagram at Rohedm13. Nick, any uh, last words before we end for the night? Uh, you can follow me at Nick Ingval on all platforms. Uh, this month is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, and I'll be speaking every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern time with uh, a guest from the podcast previously, Liz Beecroft, and a handful of other people on Clubhouse. If you want to tune in, if you want to hear about how we deal with kind of the, the stuff that you don't get to hear about normally, because we all go through this stuff. And, you know, I just want to try to be as transparent with everybody as possible as somebody who basically lives most of their life publicly on the Internet. Um, we all go through it. So tune in if you're interested in the, any of those conversations or if you have any questions for me personally, uh, like I said, at Nick Ingvall on all the platforms. But otherwise, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. And, we'll, yeah, we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace. <laughs> See Hey, y'all. Nick Ingvall here. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. It really means a lot that you would spend a portion of your week hanging with us, and if there are any ways that we can improve the podcast for you, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you're looking for more content from the Sneaker History crew, head over to patreon.com slash sneakerhistory and join us for as little as five bucks a month. That also gets you access to our Discord group, which is a lot of fun. Also, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. We just started uploading our videos there now, so you can watch the video version of the pod and a lot more. Last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. It's a small gesture that can go a really long way to making somebody's day a little bit better. Thanks again, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.